I'm good, thanks. So today we are having a conversation regarding COVID-19 and how brands are operating, facilitating and contributing within a world crisis. So if you'd like to introduce yourself to everyone. Okay, my name is Debbie. I am 47 years old. I have been into trainers since I was 12, so that's a very long time. Um, I currently work as a store manager for a sneaker trainer retailer, and I've been with this business for 15 years. Wow, thank you very much. I mean, that's, that's an impressive longevity in this current <laughs> culture of <laughs> sneaker culture. It's too long. It is too long, but it just shows again, like, there's some real heads out there just not for the timed and changed seasons as it were as we mm. both know mm. so exactly so um yeah i just you know because obviously covid is happening and it's affecting the world in a very big and dramatic way i wanted to have a conversation with my closest friends within the industry and people that i know um, just to get their thoughts and feelings about what brands are contributing to this time. So, um, I propose this question to you in terms of how do you feel that brands have operated during this time so far in order to support medical staff and giving back to the community and stuff like that? Um, it's pretty good because you've had like, I know that New Balance, they're making masks, which I think is pretty good. I'm not sure about what Adidas is doing. I know that Nike is now making masks, but I think with Nike, they kind of like jumped on a bandwagon. It was sort of like, you know what I mean? Oh, right. They're doing it. Okay. So let's, let's do something. Whereas, you know what I mean? Nike is like the biggest brand there is out there in the world. You should have been the forefront of it. If you know what I mean, you should have like yeah. started it, not wait for others to do it and then turn around and go, oh yeah, maybe we should do something. That's the kind of, of the impression that I've got of, of Nike. Yeah, I mean, even like Deodora did a million euros as soon as it kind of hit that mm -hmm. support was needed and also Fenty. I mean, it didn't need to necessarily be a cash... And exactly. It's they're not brands, they're not as yeah. like businesses like Nike. Yeah, it didn't have to be necessary financial, but they gave something. So they, mm. start, I feel that they started the big trends in terms of getting people to follow. I mean, it literally has kind of taken Nike what three months to jump on the bandwagon when everybody exactly. else is doing it. In China, where are your factories? Your factories are in China. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So you could have you could have been the forefront of this. You could have started this. Yeah. See, I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting time to be discussing what brands are actually doing. I feel because there's still a lot of them that are not doing it, um, but the ones that are, they are doing the cash injections, and they are now, or even now, they have later on started making medical supplies supplying ventilators and stuff mm -hmm. like that i know i know a few independent designers myself who have been making gowns and clothes to mm -hmm. be be given and they're 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 either one unit or a very small team but they're still doing yeah. more than 
these major brands are doing so yeah, and they've been doing it from the jump there's like there's one young man that i follow on instagram i've met him a few times he's a nice young man he's yeah. currently at university and him and fellow students they got together they spoke to their lecturer and said look can we use the 3d printers and make you know face shields and donate it to the nhs and the course of lecture was like yeah let's do it let's go ahead and so far they've made 2000 masks well face shields as such yeah you know what I mean? And this is them doing it off their own back. And then you've got all these big major brands are sort of like... Doing nothing. This is going on. Oh, shall we do something? Oh, they're doing something. Okay, cool. Let's do something. Exactly. And the thing is, the thing that's interesting... And they have all this machinery. They yeah, have all this machinery. Everything. Whereas these young people, they've got either their, you know, their living rooms with their sewing machines and stuff. Exactly. Or they've got like a shed or a garage or whatever. Yeah. Minimal resources, more impact. More yeah. resources, less impact. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely mind boggling. So, you know. I mean, like, for example, one of the things that the brands could do if they wanted to, but clearly we haven't seen it, so they're not doing it. Yeah. But it's like, with current releases, why don't you just do a shoe and go, look, proceeds, 10% of proceeds of this shoe sold will go towards, you know what I mean? The healthcare yeah. work, either in the US or here in the NHS. Like what Supreme yeah. did with their property. Yeah, and um, Palace Skates have recently released uh, a top that they're giving all the proceeds to um, the yep. NHS as well. So mm-hmm. there are there are smaller brands making more of an impact and obviously with their followings that they have they will enlist that that person feels that they're doing something better instead of just buying on a general release because there's general releases and there's the whole raffles that are all coming up and I and the thing that kind of bugs me is the fact that people have lost their jobs people could potentially lose their homes but we're still going to keep in timeline to to a to a release and that mm-hmm. money could be going towards food a bill who knows but no we're yeah. still going to keep to that that timeline you know what it is it's like a it's it's a double-edged sword because i could understand from the business point of view you still need to make that money you yeah, know what i mean you've still, yeah. you still got you know like for retailers yeah even though your standalone your physical stores are shut you still got to pay the bills you know what I mean? You still got to pay the invoices. You still got to pay pay your warehouse stuff. So you still need the money coming in. But at the same time, it's a double-edged source because you've got the people who don't have jobs or whatever, but they still want to buy trainers. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people, their priorities are just messed up. Mm. And I think with the brands, they're jumping on it. They know full well, regardless what happens, all they have to do is drop it off white or use it. And they're still, people are still going to buy it regardless if they've got a job or not. Yeah. I've you been know, watching. It's like a society of which it's all about social media and it's all about likes, isn't it? Yeah, I don't have yeah. a job, but look at me, I've got the latest Yeezys. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Where are you going? <laughs> you're not going nowhere. Oh my God. Yeah, the new craze is what, you, what you're fronting indoors, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people would tag me on Instagram and they'd be like, oh, yeah, what shoes you wear? And I'm like, bruv, I've got my Primark slippers. I'm in the house. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the only time you can choose is when I have to leave the house every four to five days and go to Sainsbury's. Otherwise yeah. than that, it's just slippers. Yeah. No need to wear them in the house. It's, no. You know. But yeah, it's been really interesting. 
<laughs> it's been really interesting to see actually how um, companies have been doing their releases in terms of they've had to accommodate completely a different process mm. to what they've been used to, as well as the fact that, for example, Yeezys, I've seen them sitting on websites for days. And then eventually they disappear, not like as they were, they would just go like that. They yeah. would sit there and then you still see like the last run in a full side run. I'm like, okay, some people might actually have their priorities together or they're literally waiting for that, that check to come through in order to buy it and hope that it's still there. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I know you've got people who are lucky enough to be working from home. So, you know, I mean, they're getting a full wage and yeah. everything but you know I'm there, there's people who don't have jobs there's people who are on furloughed who are only getting 80 percent of their wage but trainers is life yeah you know and it's just nah it's, it's just messed up but again can i blame the brands no because it's but it's like supply and demand isn't it people mm -hmm. still want to spend money people still want to go online and buy so the brands are just supplying what people want yeah and we have many more to come yeah. <laughs> we have many more to come so i guess let's touch upon a community aspect i mean mm -hmm. we we know a few communities within the industry and i feel in terms of togetherness there's quite a few that are bringing people together um just to keep momentum alive for mental and physical well-being um I don't necessarily know what communities are doing to help in terms of giving back as such, but I guess in this time of togetherness, as we are all struggling through it, what have been your attributes of finding working out during this time period? How do you mean by like working out? I mean, like, what, like in terms of people, people, yeah, communication with people, bringing people together, even though we're at a distance, that kind of stuff. For me, it's just basically just keeping in touch. I mean, I haven't physically gone out and done anything and nobody's physically gone out and done anything for me. It has been more of a case of sort of like just dropping a message and just seeing how people are doing. Are you okay? Are you safe? You know, how's your family? That kind of thing. Um, in the case of community as such, um, I'm going to keep it real. I think a lot of it is a little bit fake. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that I know, but they don't really know, know me and I don't really know, know them because like, you know, my vibes to them is sort of like, you're kind of fake. So I'm not really going to bother. So when it comes to community, I only will communicate on a regular basis to certain people, basically the ones who I know who are real people. You know, whereas the rest, they kind of like pretend to keep in touch with me, but really and truly just, they just want to know details of like, oh, so when are you going to open up again? And when can I get my shoes, which are stuck in Selfridges? Yeah. So, so for me, it's not really a, a community. It's kind of, it's kind of like fake. It's kind of like fake. Everybody wants to pretend and everybody wants to give this impression that, oh, yes, we're part of the community and, and yes, we're doing this and, and blah, blah. And like, you're not doing anything. You're, you're not doing anything. All you're doing is basically you're just flossing online. You know, you're just jumping on the next bandwagon. It's like for, for carers that happens on a Thursday. Yeah, 
you know what I mean? Yeah, you do the clapping, but why are you doing the clapping? Are you actually clapping for carers or are you clapping for the point that you just want to film yourself clapping and you want to put on social media that you are supporting the NHS and actually you don't really care about the NHS. You just want those likes. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, currently 2020, community is a word that's thrown around without true meaning. And and it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, even though that we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's still the same, regardless if we were in one or we wasn't in one. Yeah. You know what I mean? With people who are real, that will always keep in contact regardless of the situation. And then there's ones that do keep in contact, but only because they have an ulterior motive to keep in touch Mm. with people. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... Going back to, this is my second to last point. So recovery, do you feel that brands will survive? Will boutiques survive? Will they even learn from this? Because- You know what it is, it's just such, it is so, so tough because the thing about it is with this, nobody was prepared for something like this to happen. You know, I mean, and like businesses will take out insurance policies, but there's nothing in insurance policy to say if it was a pandemic. The insurance policy is just for the basics. If your shop is broken into, if you have a flood, if there's a fire, you know, if there was an explosion, like there was a bomb scare or whatever. You know, I mean, every retailer is prepared for that, but for something like this, no, no, nothing like this. I mean, who would have thought that something which is like a viral infection was shut down businesses and yeah. not only shut down businesses in one area but shut down businesses around the world. the world i never i never would have dreamed if somebody told me like 10 or 15 years ago that i will be living through this i would call them a madman you know what i mean i'd be like no nah, man you're just you're just talking nonsense you know what i mean it's the recovery is going to be so so tough i mean for in the case of like stores and that it is hard you've got the big retailers they're basically trying to their best to keep money coming through because they got their online stores. So that's helping to put some money into the business, but it's not enough money. In the case of like independent retailers and stuff like the smaller boutiques, it's going to be so, so hard because it's like, it's like a part of life. It's like with us, we could lose our job, but the landlord still wants their rent. The bank still wants their mortgage payment. The electric Mm -hmm. and the gas still want their money. So it's like, you're not, you're not bringing the money in, but you know, everybody still wants their money. You know, everybody still wants their money kind of thing. And it's sort of like, and it's really, really hard, especially if you've got invoices due. So, you know, your, your shop has had to close down, but Nike, Adidas, New Balance, Puma, whatever, they're still saying, yeah, but we still, I understand you have to close your store, but you know what, you, you've bought like, you bought about a thousand pairs worth of shoes from us and your invoice is due and we kind of like need that money so it's going to be it's going to be so so tough really really tough i mean like away from sneaker retail you've seen some businesses that have just turned around and said we're not going to open up again you know i mean we've looked at the situation we've looked at all this money that we have lost in a very short space of time because i mean what lockdown has only been like what a month and two weeks or a month and a week yeah. And they've lost so much in that short space of time to the point they've turned around and said, look, we can't open up again. It's going to be so, so hard, especially for independent boutiques. I mean, for those smaller 
um, retail stores that's got the financial backers and you've got like the unlimited amount of money coming in from investors, you're going to be fine. You're going to yeah. be absolutely fine. But for those that don't and basically needed that football into their stores and needed that physical person to come into their stores and spend money, it's going to be so, so tough. It's going to be really, really scary when lockdown comes. We're finally out of lockdown and then businesses can slowly start up again. It's going to be very, very scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting time. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, in the case of, like, for over here, I think it might be a little bit better because the government is kind of, like, helping businesses and, you know, helping employees and helping some small businesses. Not a lot, but they're helping some small businesses. But from what I get, from what I'm hearing about what's going on in the US, I think a lot of people just left on their own. You're on your own. If you can't, you can't, um, if your business can't survive, it can't survive. It is what it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Just take the L and go and claim unemployment, which is really, really bad. Yeah. It is. And that was a very insightful conversation that we've had this afternoon. Thank you for your time. No, you're very welcome. <laughs> and I look forward to speaking to you. Know what? It'd just be interesting to see. You know what I mean? How how it will be after lockdown, not just for here in the UK, but you know, I'm not I'm kind of worried about here in the UK, but not so much. But I'm I am extremely worried about what goes on in the US, even though I don't live in the US. But you know, you yeah. and I we visit the US a lot. Yeah. And um, it'd be interesting to see like what the recovery is gonna be like in the US. Because I think it's, it's I think it's gonna be really, really scary. It's it's definitely a challenging time especially when you have people over there not following simple instructions and yeah. delaying processes even further mm -hmm. and going back to the brands as well i mean i haven't read or heard anything about brands going to you know like the smaller retailers and saying like look we you know we are in a pandemic i'll tell you what can we just you know I'll, we still send you the stock but you know, let's hold off the invoices. We don't need really need the invoices. We can hold off the invoices. You know, like over here, we've got the uh, the mortgage break for those who yeah. have mortgages. Mm -hmm. um, if you've got an understanding landlord and they've got their little rent breaks that they could pass on to their tenants, some of them don't, but anyway. Yeah. But they can pass on <laughs> to their tenants. <laughs> they can pass on to their tenants. You would think like a big major brand, which is a multi-billion brand, could turn around and say to the medium and you know the smaller retailers that they have under their box and say, look, it's a pandemic. I tell you what, let's lay off the invoices. You know what I mean? What we yeah. do is we're kind of sort of like we can just add it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, you normally pay us this amount in August. You pay us this amount in September. Pay us extra yeah. in September. Pay us extra in November to make up what you we we would have asked you for in sort of like March and April, but I haven't heard anything like that. Well, see, I can tell you one scenario that I know of. Uh, mm. I won't name the brand. <laughs> I won't name the brand. But basically, there's a store in New Jersey, I think. And obviously, they were still receiving stock. So mm -hmm. most, of, most of the suppliers that they deal with were willing to send their stock to their house. But there was one particular brand that refused to, and therefore their stock their stock is stuck at a depot. But then they will still also want that invoice when yeah. they can't even sell the stock. So mm. 
again, you can be accommodating if you want to. You're choosing not to be. Yes, exactly. Totally agree with that. So, and it would just make life a hell of a lot easier for you to do what you need to do in order for Mm -hmm. you to get what you need. So you're just making it harder for the person and you're just giving them more stress because then they will need to find the finance to pay that invoice. Yep, to pay that invoice, to pay the bills, to pay their staff. You know what I mean? It's a sad state of affairs, but you know what I mean? It just goes to show one of the things that I said to people is, you know, when something like this happens, you really know which businesses to trust and who not to trust. Because everybody shows their true colours now. Yeah. Whether it's not so visible, direct in your face, but you can see the underlines mm. always resurface eventually. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that was great. Thank you so much for your time today, Debs. It's good to see Don't you. Don't worry. I'm glad you're staying Same. safe. <laughs> and there you have it, guys. That's our conversation with Debbie Bailey, sneaker retail store manager within the UK. Thank you for listening. Thank you.